What is good, everybody? Welcome to another Niners Nation Instant Reaction Podcast. Uh, wish I had better news for you. Unfortunately, this disaster of a game came to a close. The 49ers lose 30-23 to to the Seattle Seahawks. And I'm just going to be honest with you. This was pathetic by the 49ers. Absolutely pathetic. Every single time the 49ers go to Seattle... They shit their pants. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to cuss. Uh, it's just every single time. And I know that they had the ball and they got all the way down to the six yard line, whatever. And they, you know, they could have scored and they would have tied it up. Maybe or maybe gone for two. Who knows? Forget that. Forget that. Every time the 49ers go to Seattle, except for one time in 2019, they lay an egg and they did it again today. The old 49ers came back today okay you had turnovers by san francisco left right and center three turnovers for the 49ers you had penalties for the 49ers 10 penalties on the day for 86 yards including three personal foul penalties including one on the final drive that led the seahawks uh to get the game uh go ahead touchdown i believe um penalties turnovers, inconsistent play by Jimmy Garoppolo. The 49ers crossed the 50-yard line one time in the second half of this game, and it was on the final drive where they ended up not scoring. That is the old 49ers. That's the team we saw when they were losing all those games earlier this year, right? That's what we saw. 49ers ran the ball 25 times in this game for an average of 2.8 yards per carry. Bad running, Terrible on third down. The 49ers, I believe, were 3 of 10. Yes, 3 of 10 on third down in the game. So they couldn't run the ball. They couldn't convert third downs. Jimmy Garoppolo's turning it over, and you lost. And that's how the 49ers have lost pretty much every single game this year. Uh, The comments are coming in faster than I can read them. Please keep them coming. Um, And I just, I'm sorry, man. It's just bad for the 49ers. Bad all around. The defense, I thought, played well. I shouldn't say bad all around. The defense played well enough to win. The special teams, which we talked about for the 49ers, hideous in this game. There were five hideous special teams uh, gaffes in this game, starting with the opening possession when the Niners' D comes right out and stops the Seahawks, and then they give up a 73-yard fake punt return for or fake punt for a touchdown. Like, hideous by the special teams. They've been bad all year. I've been trying to tell you they've been bad, and that's where we are. That's how the 49ers lose a game to a three and eight team that had no business beating them. What's up, Levin? I was just saying the bad 49ers show up once again in Seattle. It's who they are. That's all there is to it. This is the third or fourth game that this team has not shown up to, that they have found ways to lose. This is the most undisciplined team in the entire league. And that's what's the most frustrating part. It's not that they don't have enough talent. This team didn't have enough talent. You can kind of accept that and move on. I mean, Niner fans should be used to that over the last 20 years. There's been plenty of teams that just don't have enough talent to be good. And that's not the case. So it's hard to accept. It's hard to move on because you see the potential every week. You see the actual talent. And then they screw the pooch. That's all there is to it. And it's incredibly frustrating. I think it's the most frustrating type of team to watch is the team that's good enough to win, but 
finds ways to lose. Okay, I'm seeing this a lot on the nine on the in the comments. Of course, now I can't find it as I go. Uh, people are complaining there was a pass interference at the oh, end of the was. at the end of the game. Peter Drake's watching on the Niners Nation Facebook page. Refs didn't call pass interference on third down. BS. Garoppolo didn't put up any points in the second half. Not 49ers future. Yeah, no crap, Peter. He's not the 49ers future. Before the final drive, Levin, the 49ers had 47 yards in the second half. And I'm sorry, I am sick and tired of the San Francisco 49ers making the Seattle Seahawks defense look like world beaters. And I know that they're real well, they're low in yards, but they're six, they put whatever. No, man, every other team kicks the Seahawks ass, but the 49ers can't do it. Every other team does it. 49ers, oh, we, we can't do anything. We can't run, we can't throw, oh, struggle city. I'm tired of it, man. I am sick and tired of that crap. I am tired of this team Always making the other team's defense look good. It's so frustrating. Every time we play the Seahawks, this happens. What the hell is going on? It's not just a Seahawks thing this year. That That's all there is to it. Like, this team, will they make the playoffs? They got a pretty good chance of making the playoffs because so many NFC teams are bad. But it doesn't mean anything because they got 0% chance of doing anything <laughs> you know they might look into a win in like the first round i don't even know is it still called wild card round with this new seventh playoff team i think it is but yeah like they they might win one game but they're not they're not making the super bowl highly highly unlikely they have a, ch a chance in the playoffs they're just too undisciplined there are a lot of players on this team that should not be in training camp next year not that you go try to find replacements for them and that they compete in next training camp, that they should flat out not be on the team. And there's a couple of them that should not be on the team next week. They will be because this team could not admit or try something new. Josh Norman is garbage. You garbage. might as well bring somebody else in and see what they can do because you know what Norman can do, and that's play like crap, have stupid penalties, have a really terrible attitude, push his own teammates, celebrate when he gets burned but the quarterback just makes a bad throw yep like, like he did this one it, yeah he plays bad he plays undisciplined and he has a terrible attitude he brings nothing he and it's not that he brings nothing i guess i should say he brings negative qualities right. he's a net negative and a very large one get him off the freaking team and send a message you can't be undisciplined you can't get beat constantly or you won't be on this team Kelly Ponce on the Niners Nation Facebook page. Norman shouldn't even be on the bus home. I totally agree. He's terrible. He you might as well leave terrible. him in Seattle because if we release him, they'll probably sign him. Mr. Dragson on the Niners Nation YouTube page. Can't do anything about Norman. They didn't draft cornerbacks well. Didn't sign anyone now. And now one good is available. This cornerback. This is the but cornerback. But you still go try season. something. There's no right. point. Do something continuing different. to run him out there. Yeah, that's the that's exactly it. Like you know, this guy's trash, trash. He got beat multiple times, including for the go-ahead score, where he was beat immediately at the line of scrimmage because, of course, Josh Norman thinks he could jam people when he can't. And Tyler Lockett took one step to the inside, went right past him into the end zone for the touchdown. Right, like this, he he's similar to Sherman in that he was a cornerback that never had great speed. And early in his career, he was still athletic enough to press. And if he got beat, kind of make up for it, have a chance still. But now he's so slow. And we saw Sherman make the change. Sherman 
played 10 yards off every single play because he knew <laughs> right. the guy's on a go route. He's going to get toasted if he's up on the line of scrimmage. He stopped playing a lot of press. Sherman wasn't up on the line of scrimmage all that often uh, his last couple of years, especially in his time with the 49ers. And Norman has never made that change. He's still arrogant. He still tries to press. He tried to press Devontae Adams when they played the Packers. Like, yeah, uh, yeah no, nobody can press him, let alone you. BP watching on the Niners Nation YouTube page. Thanks for the super chat. Says, please keep pointing this out. We lose to Seattle the same way each time. Wilson looks bad in the first half. We make mistakes. Injury. Wilson lights us up in the second half. Yeah, pretty much. That's it's like wash, rinse, repeat for this team. I mean, I said before you popped on, Levin, every single bad thing the 49ers did early in the season, they did today. Every single bad thing, penalties, turnovers, can't run the ball. And the special teams today, The spe- first of all, the 49ers should have been able to take the lead with a touchdown, but Robbie Gold doesn't know how to make an extra point. Again, he screws us. The kick return coverage in this game, horrible. Again, Travis Benjamin to start the third quarter, fumbles the kickoff return. Why the hell is Travis Benjamin anywhere on this team doing anything? Put Brandon Ayuk back there on kick. Don't return. return the dang ball. There's no reason to. No reason. You get the ball it's, to 25. Teams that bring it out of the end zone and try to return it, a large majority of the time, don't get back to the 25. I don't know why teams haven't made this adjustment. With the changes to the to the kickoff coverage, yep. uh, that you can't make wedges, basically, there's not a benefit to returning anymore. If you're desperate, like if you're down and you need a touchdown, I think that's when you maybe take the risk of a, a kickoff because you need a spark. But otherwise, no team should be returning the ball. Zero. Because you get the ball to 25. Can I just say, for the last time, if one more member of the national media suggests that the 49ers should keep Jimmy Garoppolo... Beyond this season, you can you should be banned from ever appearing on any broadcast ever again. Ever Let's put it again. This way. If you actually trotted out there that Jimmy Garoppolo should or maybe will be brought back, you've lost your impartial impartial stance. Impartiality? Yes. Objectivity? Yes. Both of those. And if you're a journalist and you're doing that, you shouldn't be employed anymore. Like I Hold on. Before I get to that, I want to mention the super chat because this is funny. Ty Sloan on the Niners Nation YouTube page. Thank you. My uncle threw a book across the room after the game and I laughed. Yeah, that's exactly the kind of game it was. For the 49ers not to cross the 50-yard line until the final possession of, of the game for them is putrid. And Jimmy Garoppolo is high on every single throw. That third down pass in the fourth quarter that Brandon Ayuk was ruled incomplete, he's incomplete because he has to leap to grab the ball. Should he have caught it? Yeah. But how about a 49ers receiver doesn't have to jump to catch every freaking pass? Even the checkdowns to Elijah Mitchell are high, Levin. It's Jimmy Garoppolo. We've known this. He might have a couple of games where he looks decent, but he's just an average quarterback. And average quarterbacks in the NFL are nowhere near good enough. That's why so many teams are constantly changing their quarterbacks. Because in the NFL... Average is not good enough if it's at the quarterback position. You have to have really good quarterback play to have any shot of doing anything in this league, period. And he's just not good enough. There is no reason for him to be playing still. Like, there's none. He's... What What do you lose if you throw in Trey Lance and Trey Lance craps the bed? Oh, no, you didn't make the playoffs. Oh, shucks. 
You might not make the playoffs with Jimmy anyways. And even if you do, guess what? You're not going to do anything in the playoffs. You might as well play Trey Lance, get him the experience, and at least have the shot of him being improved so he's better for next year. And, hey, he's the third overall pick. Maybe he comes in, learns some things, you win some games, and then in the playoffs you actually might be able to do something. Sure. I, I just don't see it. This team, I'm, I'm, put it this way, I am sick of watching this team. It's to the point I don't want to watch them. I still will, but I don't <laughs> want to watch them because it's the exact type of team that I struggle with um, mentally to put up with because they, they're so undisciplined. It, it, it's mind-boggling. Sean Morris on the Niners Nation YouTube page. Jimmy can't throw the ball 10 feet without throwing it high. Somebody, I think it was uh, John Middlecoff or Guy Haberman. It was one of them. Maybe it was Haberman tweeted. There is nothing scarier than when Jimmy Garoppolo throws a ball that's like 10 yards in the air and they don't pan the camera downfield so you can't see what's about to happen. It's terrifying. And he's 100% right. I still am surprised every time the ball is caught by a 49er in those situations. And look, Jimmy came out. The Niners got the turnover. They went down the field. First play, Jimmy hits George Kittle for the touchdown. I was like, yes, they're being aggressive. That's exactly what they need to do. And after that, it was pretty much all downhill for Jimmy Garoppolo. Pretty much all downhill. 20 of 30, 299 yards in the game, two touchdowns, two picks. God, do those numbers look better than he performed. He was awful in this game. Awful. He's robotic. He's he's just inaccurate it's, it's hitting the interception was, to bobby wagner is as bad of an interception as you can get he didn't even see him he never sees the backside you, defender he didn't see the best defensive player on the other team but you should <laughs> always know where he's at that's why it's so inexcusable it's literally the player that you always have to be aware of where he's at in coverage bobby wagner and jimmy garoppolo pretended like he wasn't there uh, he does it it's like the same mistakes over yeah. and over again. It's like this carousel ride from hell, Levin. The 49ers run the crap out of the ball. Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't screw it up. San Francisco wins, and people are like, see, Jimmy Garoppolo's good. His EPA per play. Or what? No. When he has to pass, he can't do it. And we've seen it again and again. And the 49ers finally recognized it and drafted Trey Lance, and they keep carting out Jimmy Garoppolo. In this game, the defense played well enough to win. I know they gave up 30 points, but it wasn't really 30 because the special teams crapped it up. They gave up a touchdown and the Niners put the, the defense in tough positions. There were three possessions that began inside the 49ers 30 for the Seahawks. And the Niners only gave up seven points on those three possessions. So the defense was playing good enough to win. And they, they forced what three turnovers or four, three, I think three the, turnovers. The fourth was not actually a fumble. Yep. Um, but yeah, they, they forced three turnovers. They made multiple goal line stands and they were constantly put behind the eight ball. The, the special teams and the offense left them out to dry and they did enough to win this game. Were they perfect? No, but they did plenty enough on the road in Seattle to win this game. I, I would say they had a good game, not a great game is pretty much how I would categorize it if I had to. And the offense, the offense gets probably like a D minus just because they did have a couple touchdown drives. And the special teams is a Z, <laughs> if you can They're go there, so there on the grading scale. Bad. To the point that I tweeted it, and I'm going to sit here and say it live on video, you need to fire the special teams coach. Hightower should not be back. You have to. It may not be his fault. But at this point, they continue to do the same things, have the same mistakes, 
be horrendously bad and undisciplined on special teams, not be in the right spots for return uh, return coverage, and the message is not being received. And when the message is not being received on special teams, the only way to do anything about it is to get a new person in there, and maybe the message suddenly starts getting received. Because punting was bad in this game. Gold is missing extra points. The uh, punt return for a touchdown, or not punt return for a touchdown, the fake punt for a touchdown, which to me, the fact that they tried that on the 20, their own 20 with the very first punt opportunity of the game tells me they saw something in video where they knew that that would go for a big game. They probably didn't think it would go for a touchdown, but they knew that there was some kind of massive hole where a player was constantly crashing, going somewhere that he wasn't, and exposing a massive hole to the outside, and they knew it. Like, you don't run that play on the 20 on the first possession unless you know you're going to get something out of it. So to me, that's coaching. To have a hole like that, that's coaching. And then you have all the other mistakes and miscues. You have to change special teams coaches. But I have no faith they will. Because Kyle, his one consistent thing is, is he never makes a change. He keeps trying the same thing over and over again, no matter what the results are. It's so hideously bad. There were two Mitch Wisnowski punts under 40 yards in the game. Travis yeah. Benjamin fumbled the opening kickoff in the second half. They gave up the punt, the fake punt, like you said. They gave up a 34-yard uh, kick return, and they, and they missed a PAT. Like, sorry, you can't have that many screw-ups by your special teams and – and gack it up there. Uh, Reed, thanks for the super chat money, but you got to leave a comment here when you uh, when you leave your super chat. That would be helpful. Um, B. Mills super chatted us. I can't get it. On. The comments are coming in so fast, Levin. I can't even find it in the thing. But he said, when was the last time we won a game where we had to rely on Jimmy Garoppolo? I was thinking Saints 2019, but I forgot we still had 162 rushing yards in the game. Exactly. We all know this. We all know that. How about this uh, comment from Johnny Muzzy? Jimmy's second interception, I think, was worse than the first. High, late over the middle to a double cover George Kittle, and turns out it was picked off. Like, Yeah, th that is true. Like, Jimmy threw that. That is a clear indication to me that Jimmy said pre-snap, I'm throwing it no matter what. Which, deciding that on any play is really, really stupid. <laughs> but deciding that on a play or a route that's going right over the middle is even worse. Like you don't decide I'm throwing this no matter what, when they're going over the middle, cause you don't know who's dropping in. If it's like a sideline route, you know, you can throw it with a certain angle to where only the receiver is going to have an opportunity. You know what I mean? Like deciding you're going to throw deep over the middle, no matter what at the snap is something that high school quarterbacks do. You know what I mean? Like most college quarterbacks get that out of their system and don't do that anymore because it's not smart. And, and when you're this experienced in the NFL, it's inexcusable. Like, I just don't, I don't get it. If Jimmy is still the starter, I don't get it. And the fact, like, I don't put this loss on Kyle because this was just, I think they had a good game plan and the players were just screwing it up over and over and over and over. Yep. But him running the read option on a fourth down with Jimmy what Garoppolo is inexcusable. That you have, have Trey Lance. Just freaking put him in. And that, to me, is a decision that he didn't want to deal with the reporters' questions after the game of, ooh, Trey Lance got in and converted a first down. And when you're making decisions like that as a coach, that's just – it's asinine is what it is. Well, I like, don't know. Like I said, the loss is not on Kyle. 
But running the read option with Jimmy Garoppolo when you have somebody like Trey Lance on the sideline is just moronic. And they got bailed out on that play because Alex Max did an illegal snap, which, by the way, how many times is Alex Mack going to screw up the snap this year? I think that's three times. <laughs> um, but they actually got bailed out. That's a hideous. And he needs to be asked about that. Why are you running a read option with Jimmy Garoppolo? Like, what? He what, won't be. It, first in, of all, unless Cone asks it. Which no, Cone only gets a couple him. questions, so he probably he probably won't choose that as one of the questions. Well, not but... only that, Levin, it was fourth and one. Just quarterback sneak it. Anytime mm-hmm. it's and one, the 49ers should quarterback sneak it because literally the only thing that Jimmy Garoppolo does at an elite level is quarterback sneak the ball. I give him his credit. He's excellent at it. What are you doing running that in that spot? And they got bailed out, and you're right. He'll probably not even get asked about it. It was just hideous that was i that was the only bad kind of game plan thing i put on kyle other than that i agree i thought he called can, a good can game i just plan. say this is one of the games where in the post game the coach should be calling out players this yeah. is a game where okay you put it you've given them enough opportunities they had a good three game stretch and now they're back to this undisciplined you can't allow it to go into the second week you need to come into the press conference and say this team is undisciplined and needs to stop making these mistakes. You need they to call did. out the players. They did stop making them on the win streak. They weren't making them at all. It's just like I popped up again. Michael Murphy on the Niners Nation Facebook page says he's not even going to give the team a grade, not even an F. Expelled. He's, he's kicking them out of school. Michael, I hear you, man. Okay. Ernest says it wasn't an read option. It was an RPO and the play was broken and none of the receivers moved. Dude. There is no play, Ernest, that you should call that ends with Jimmy Garoppolo running the ball, period, flat out, end of story. Maybe I need to go back and watch the film. Maybe it was an RPO. I don't know. But if it was an RPO, none of the receivers moved, then that was a they obviously need to practice that play more anyway. So I have to watch the film. But regardless, Jimmy Garoppolo should not be running the ball on fourth down ever, 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 particularly with Trey Lance, particularly well, I guess the quarterback sneak. I shouldn't say that. I was wrong. He should be quarterback sneaking. That is a run. I get you what know you what mean. I mean. Yes. I I just, like, we, we spent a lot of time on that decision. It was a bad decision. But like I said, it's not why they lost. Just like right. the non-pass interference call on the third down right there at the end of the game was a really bad call, but it's not why the team lost. The team lost because they had really bad turnovers and the special teams gave up touchdowns. Which anytime your special teams gives up a touchdown, they had a bad week. But then they they had all kinds of other issues too. This was just a game where the the players were horribly undisciplined because on offense they also had a bunch of penalties. They had lining up wrong. They had false starts. They had holding calls. They had bad snaps. They were just there's no other word for it than undisciplined. And I mean you you could say unprofessional if you wanted, but. I don't think they do it on purpose, but they clearly were not prepared. And this is the third or fourth game this year that we have seen this team come out like this, where all they do is make mistake after mistake after mistake in a game that they should have won. Jed Willard watching on the Niners Nation Facebook page takes issue with you saying Kyle should call people out, Levin. He says Kyle spent most of the year calling guys out. Not sure that makes a difference. What do you say I wouldn't to that? say he called guys out. He called Ayuk out. <laughs> He's called out one or two players specifically. This is a team-wide issue. He needs to call out the team and say this team needs to play more discipline. This team is taking things for granted. This team 
got on a three-game win streak and thought everything would be hunky-dory and would take care of itself, and then this happened. They lose a game that they absolutely should not lose. Seattle is one of the worst teams in the league. The only reason why they're not the worst team in the league, in my opinion, is because of Russ Wilson. Like, this team is really, really bad. They're terrible on defense. They're terrible on offense. And they have, like I said, a, I think, very bad locker room environment because they have a quarterback and coach who are almost definitely at war and are breaking apart, and everybody knows it. This team has no business beating the 49ers. Oh, well, here you go, Levin. Kyle Shanahan's at the podium now. First, I want to read the super chat from Billy D guy. Thank you, Billy D. So tired of Seattle, and I'm never going to give you up, never going to let you down, never going to run around and desert you. So he rickrolled us, and he got a little comment in there. That's that's a well-spent five bucks right there. I mean, well, that, that is a pretty good comment, because I'm never going to give the 49ers up. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, okay, Kyle Shanahan is at the podium right now. Jimmy, uh, he said about Jimmy Garoppolo, he's got to be better with the ball. I don't know what play specifically he was talking about, but it's let every him, Let play. him be better with it on the sidelines. That was his interception on the sideline. That's as close to criticizing Jimmy Garoppolo yes. in public as I have ever heard Kyle yep. Shanahan be ever. And it took this long in this game, in this tenure, I should say. Um, like when he's criticized Jimmy in the past, it's been one specific play. Oh, yeah, that was yeah. a really bad pass. Like last week, I think it was last week when he had that interception and yelled at him. He said, yeah, Jimmy knows that was a bad play. But he's not saying Jimmy played terribly. He's just saying Jimmy had one bad play. He does not very often. I'm not sure if he has in the past. I, I can't think of any instance where he flat out said Jimmy played a bad game. Right. So there's a difference there. Yeah, Like Kyle Shanahan said, it's hard to win when you have turnovers and penalties. And that's exactly what the 49ers did. Uh, Kyle Shanahan said on the final play on fourth down, we shouldn't have let it get to that point. He credited Carlos Dunlap for the pass breakup, said Kittle drew double coverage, and that left Sherfield open. <sighs> I'm so tired of the double covered excuse for George Kittle. Oh, he was double covered. Oh, okay. So that's all you got to do to take a guy out of the game is totally double cover him. I mean, I don't want to get on Kittle. Well, the too offense much can't work because Kittle was amazing. Covered. Nine yeah. catches, 181 yards, and two touchdowns in the game. Clearly the best game of the season for George Kittle. But I just, just because a guy gets double teamed doesn't mean he's automatically out of the play and that's it. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. There were so many crazy sequences in this game. It's hard to even remember them all. Most of them I thought were ending up kind of good for the 49ers until the second half. I mean, there's the yeah, one like- sequence where Jimmy G throws the pick that sets up Seattle on the 28 yard line. The defense pushes the Seahawks so far back. They have to try a a 56 yard field goal. I believe there was a second and 42 on that possession and the Niners defense holds them. They miss the field goal. Then the 49ers get the ball on the short field and score a touchdown. And I was like, okay, this is our game. But once the second half came, it was all downhill for the 49ers Reed bunnell or Bunnell. Sorry, I'm not sure which one it is. Thanks for the super chat on the Niners Nation YouTube page. Missed the comment before, but at least I made Levin smile. Hmm. Could you imagine before the game if somebody told you Kittle would have had 181 and two touchdowns and we still lost? This is why Jimmy G is gone. For that and many other What do you mean? According to the media, Jimmy could be back. He could be back next year. (laughs) Like, how many times are we going to do this? How many times are we going to? Okay. Sorry, I I didn't mean to get derailed. I just saw this. Adrian Ramirez on the Facebook page. Bad calls against us and no calls on them. I don't want to hear about no calls on them or the officials. 
You had 42 yards in the second half before right. the final drive. Exactly. You only crossed the 50 one time. Don't tell me about the officials. I, I get it. The officials were pretty bad in this game, pretty heavily leaned towards Seattle. I mean, there, there was the uh, targeting penalty where literally no flag comes. And I forget what the who the receiver was for Seattle, but he lobbies the refs and complains for about five seconds. And then suddenly the flag is thrown. It's like, really? Find the NFL. Those refs would never be in Seattle again. I am sick of Seattle getting to affect the referees. Like, have some balls and make the right call. <laughs> I, ref should never be affected by where he's at, the, the environment around him, ever. But that's not why they lost. Yes, the referees are bad, especially late in the game for the 49ers. But that's not why they lost. They lost because they played like crap. Alexander Henriquez gave us a super chat for 499, which is awesome, but he didn't put a question in there. So I'm putting it up on the screen so you don't think I missed it, Alexander. He just wanted his uh, picture there. Well, there you go. It's a fine picture, and we appreciate the super (laughs) chat, but you got to leave a a message in the super chat. Otherwise, we can't, you know, there's no point in really throwing it up there. I'm just so tired of losing in Seattle. Like, when are we going to have a team that's good enough to beat the Seahawks in general? But now the 49ers have lost 17 of the last 20 games in seattle the 49ers have lost 17 of the last 20 that's gotta stop man somebody said i i can't remember who it was it was so many comments ago but basically the seahawks could win two games all year and it would be the two they play against the 49ers <laughs> they're pretty close to that this year <laughs> they've won I mean, four games two against the 49ers that i mean yeah that's that's so bad it's so bad the good news is, is there's a very, very small chance that Russell Wilson is there next year. Yeah, well, we'll see. There was a report before the game that said they expect him to be the quarterback, which to me means uh, P. Carroll's going to be gone. Retiring. I, mean, I P. thought Carroll, is P. Carroll the oldest? He's either the oldest or the second oldest. I think he's the oldest. So he might go to retirement. A huge point in this game was right before the half. The 49ers score. And they, when Kittle makes that amazing catch and run for 48 yards, Gold misses the extra point because, of course, he does. Minute and 42 seconds left for Wilson. They have no timeouts. And they go 65 yards and score. And the 49ers have not one but two roughing the passer penalties, which, by the way, both were good calls. I don't want to hear about mm-hmm. the second one. They were both You, you might calls. not like the rule, but by the rule, it was a good call. Yes. So... They were both good calls. So uh, what was it? 32 of the 65 yards that the Seahawks gained on that drive came by penalty for the 49ers. And the Seahawks scored. And then, of course, got the ball immediately to start the second half on the fumble. Massive, massive swing in the game. Yeah, that that was the one drive and the one period of the game where the defense did not do well. Yes. If the defense gets a stop there, this might be a very different game because the Niners go in with a pretty good lead into halftime. But yeah, that, that drive, there's no getting around it. It was a really bad drive by the defense. And the first uh, roughing penalty was just a horrible, horrible play. I can't remember who did it, but he literally jumps up and nosedives his helmet into Russell Wilson. What are you doing? Yeah, it was ugly. I believe that was uh, Arden Key. Yeah, like, what are you doing? Why are you jumping? And it's literally a headbutt. It's not like, oh, I was running and my head hit his head. It was literally he shoved his head forward to headbutt him. Yeah, he could have got tossed. It was it was really bad. And the other one was on a menahu 
who just who landed, landed on him. Yeah, yeah. He didn't he, hit him he late. He brought he him down and landed on him. You can't do that. You can't drive him to the ground is what they consider that, which I don't like that rule, in my opinion. You can tackle the guy like a regular tackle, period, That's, in my yeah. opinion. But like, I, I don't think you should be able to body slam him. I think you can have a little bit of where the write it in a way where the refs can use their uh, opinion a little bit, you know, because there, there are plays where like somebody literally like suplexes the quarterback or picks them up and pile drives them, you know, maybe write it as pile driving, not just lands on top of the player driven to the ground. Like there should be some uh, leeway there because I don't think that should be a penalty, but by rule, it is a penalty. Robert Lanzo watching on the Niners Nation YouTube page. No excuses. By the way, thanks for the super chat. No excuses regardless of bad calls. I'm done with Jimmy G. I hate how he gives us just enough at the end for some to argue in his favor. No strong running equals Jimmy G making stupid mistakes. Yeah, pretty much. And this super chat, which I really like from Lunkers365 on the YouTube page. Jimmy is never the reason we win, but almost always the reason we lose. That is one of the most accurate comments that I have seen so far. No, but he has a winning record. Right. He's almost never the reason they win, but he's almost always the reason they lose. And that's, yeah, that's a really sad, sad truth. You know, I do this for a living and I didn't think of that. Lunkers 365, that's the comment of the day. You win. <laughs> so oh, let me ask a... you this. Oh, okay. go ahead. Oh, I wanted to get this comment in because I thought it was good. Victor. Oh, geez. You guys, some of the names I have struggled with. Victor Perusqua. Oh, I'm going to butcher it. I'm sorry, Victor. Victor uh, that P. Benjamin fumble <laughs> flipped the field position for the whole second half. 49ers didn't get the ball past the 12 yard line to start a drive in the whole second half. It sure felt like that. They started three drives inside the 10 in the second half. Now, granted, one of them came because the Niners intercepted the ball in the red zone on a great play by Kalon Williams. But yeah, that's part of it too, right? You can't go 90 yards every time to get points. Like you, you can't have, you're not going to have a 13 play drive most of the time. And when you're pinned back like that, it makes it harder. So a uh, word of advice, Rob, if you can't pronounce the last name, just do the initial of it. That's yeah, fine. I know. I tr- I want to try because people <laughs> like to hear their name. On I the know. Show. I know. But okay. So the question oh. I was going to ask you. It, Kenny G <laughs> says, I sound like Tiki Barber. That's totally true. He was hideous <laughs> in this game. He was really bad. I, I My favorite comment of Tiki Barber in this game was when the ball hit, uh, when the ball lands in his hands, TJ Lockett normally catches it. Really? No way. <laughs> <laughs> when he has the ball in his hands, he normally catches it. That's amazing. But the question I wanted to ask you is, yeah. are there any players that come to mind that you dislike more that have been on the 49ers in your, in your fandom than Josh Norman? Cause he's right at the top of the list for me. Oh, Cause I didn't like him before he came. Cause I don't like his attitude. Like I, I don't like that arrogant style of attitude. And what is he, you know, he's only brought negatives. Like he, I, I can't stand him. I can't think of a player I have disliked more. There are certainly players that I have disliked. I can't think of one because all the others at least had moments where I'm like really happy with them. You know what I mean? Like Norman, even when he forces a fumble, he still gave up a bunch of receptions in that game. There's not been a single game I've come away thinking, wow, I'm glad Josh Norman's on this team. Lawrence Phillips is up there for me. Yeah, see, Lawrence One, Phillips, because he like, was a garbage human, but two, because he right. missed the block on Aeneas Williams that led to a concussion that ended Steve Young's career. Yeah, so I'm a little young in my fandom. Like, I remember that play, but I don't remember it was Lawrence Phillips. It you know was. I mean? Trust me, so, I remember. Um, like, I had Shan- an extremely strong disdain for Kavon Barlow. Like, I hated the fact that he kept getting the ball over other people. 
but like Frank he Gore. was decent. He just, you know what I mean? Like that was just more of being a high schooler, college person who just didn't want a guy getting the ball more. It wasn't necessarily my, the level I disliked him. Isn't necessarily as warranted as, as I thought it was then, you know what I mean? So I, I don't, wouldn't put him above um, Josh Norman. Like I, I can't think of a player that I disliked being on the 49ers more I can tell because you asked every me that week. question out of the blue <laughs> uh, uh, every week i bring up how i shouldn't be on the team what are your three words to describe this loss just checking the at nn podcast twitter feed which is our twitter feed derek says penalties and turnovers that one's pretty obvious gal says f and jimmy g which i like anytime you can get a swear in there without actually swearing that's always good I mean, hey, it's how same about this old, thing? Same FML. It, I'll some, abbreviate it so I don't get a swear word in there. There you go. That, that's three that's letters. That's what it is. So you're really pairing it. Uh, you're really pairing it down, but it still applies. I just don't like the way when the 49ers lose, they lose the same way every time. That's the crazy part. Like the Packers game, I feel like is the only game where you're like, you know what? Rogers just went crazy at the end. He went God mode and. When that happens, you're probably going to lose when the quarterback goes God mode on the final drive of the game. But usually it's all self-inflicted wounds. It's all stuff the 49ers shouldn't be doing that they do. All right. How about this one for the fact that it was in Seattle? Same old story because it's the same thing every time we play in Seattle. Yep. Same old story. Yeah. Start Lance now. That, that could be the three words for this entire season. Start Lance now. That's Blanton125 on the YouTube page. Chris says on the Niners Nation Facebook page, undisciplined, inconsistent, bad. It seems like it. I I knew they weren't going to be able to run the ball in this game, Levin. I knew it coming in because they never run the ball against the Seahawks. Elijah Mitchell, 22 carries, 66 yards. That's three yards per carry. Kittle had one carry for five yards, and Jimmy Garoppolo had two carries for zero yards i haven't seen if kyle was asked about that fourth down play um he did sure say he kyle did say he thought the third and goal at the end of the game was a holding on uh Shurfield, mm-hmm. which i think it was some sort of penalty it was holding our pi depending on when yes. you want to call it it was something it was both, really because he never let go of Shurfield. but again i it shouldn't have come to like you can't just say well that's why the 49ers right, lost this is because, a game like, the niners no. should have won easily this is an, a niners game that i could have walked away from in the fourth quarter to put my daughter to bed but instead i had <laughs> to stay there and watch it yeah um a couple injury updates i want to give for everybody one the first thing is trenton cannon appears to just have a concussion i don't want to say just because obviously that's yeah. still very serious but considering they brought the ambulance out onto the field for him that's probably good news considering what it could have been so right. that's good they don't know the details on Emmanuel Mosley's injury, which is a ankle sprain of some sort. Could be high, could be low. I don't know. Jeff Wilson was dealing with something, but Kyle wasn't sure what because somehow Kyle Shanahan never manages to know about any of the injuries. He always claims ignorance about the injuries. Um, oh, how about this tweet from Nick Wagoner? The Seahawks are the first team in the past 20 seasons to win a game in which they committed two turnovers from the five-yard line and in. What do you think cool. about that? Awesome. Feel wonderful. Warm and fuzzy. Is it just me or when the Niners wear the throwback jerseys, do they generally play bad this season? I feel like every time they go wearing those 94 throwbacks. I don't throwbacks, think it matters what jersey they're in this season. Oh, it does. James Brian Miller on the Facebook page. Three words. We miss Debo. Yeah. 
Debo Samuel was like deodorant for this team. He masked a lot of the stink. That's and... the right way to put it. Like, did we miss Debo? Yeah. Did we lose simply because we didn't have Debo out there? No, this team should have still easily won the game. And you can't have an offense just built on one guy like that. You just can't. No. Like, you need to be able to go to other people. It was nice to see Kyle lean on the stars. He was leaning on Kittle. Ayuk had six targets in the game, which I like, but only three catches. Like, they they did try and focus on their stars, I thought. Um, but in the second half, they couldn't get anything going. Listen to the Niners' drives in the second half of this game. I don't want they, to. <laughs> <laughs> they fumbled the opening kickoff. Then they get the interception in the red zone. They go three plays at minus three yards, and Jimmy Garoppolo gets sacked for a safety. Awesome which, way to start a half. What the hell, Jimmy Garoppolo? Get rid of the ball. Well, what the hell, Tom Compton? Yeah, but you know what? Don't get don't... treated like a, a five-year-old trying to block a 300-pound defensive lineman. He literally got knocked on his butt. But like, literally, it, the way he blocked in that is how my daughter would try to block me. Like, I could just shove her down on the ground. That, that, and she's that, how old? One year old. <laughs> That's the key. It's not that you have a daughter. Yeah. It's that she's one literally year old. got bull rushed and didn't even like stop the player. Didn't even affect the player. Literally, instantly went down. But Jimmy could still throw it away. I don't think he could because his shoulder got grabbed with the ball. Which I look, I thought that was a face mask at first, and I was dead wrong. The next drive after the safety, Jimmy throws the interception. The next drive after that, the Niners go three and out, three plays, four yards. The next drive after that, they go four plays, 15 yards, and punt. And by the way, those two punts, I believe, were the 37 and the 39-yard punt. Was that it? Oh, I clicked on the wrong thing. Let's see. It was the 37-yard punt from Mitch and the, yeah, and the 40. Sorry, it was 40. I showed it. How do you think the yards. defense felt at that point? That's then, why the defense gave up some points because they got left out to dry. Like, and the last drive was the last drive where they got you know down the right. field, but they couldn't put it in the end zone. That was the second half. That, for that's the literally a fumble, a safety, an interception, and a three and out. That's their first four possessions of the half. D-Ware, Two turnovers but, and a safety. And a three and out. You can't win like that. D-Ware, 58-83 on the YouTube page. This game showed that Kittle needs to be more involved when Debo comes back. It shouldn't be just one person going off in a game. That's fair. I mean, he should be more involved as a passer. Like, you're paying this guy to be an elite tight end. He should have to earn some of that money by doing something beyond just blocking. And clearly, I, I, he can do it. He was amazing in this game. Yeah, I, I found it interesting that he got some leak outs, like, he went uncovered twice on a leak out. Like we haven't seen that in a year and a half where he just <laughs> ignores him on a leak out. They so I even, found that interesting. They even tried that, the play to juice out of the backfield deep down the sideline. They hadn't used that in a while. We actually mentioned that to him. He's, he told us that he's been lobbying for that every week. They tried it in this game. Guess what happened? Jimmy Garoppolo threw high and juice couldn't catch it because he's a fullback. And it would have been a really tough catch. Kyle Shanahan at least twice brought up Seattle's 26-yard kickoff return to the 35 to set up their touchdown drive to end the first half. Yeah. Thanks, Kyle. What are you going to do about it now? That's the question. Remember what I said two weeks ago? Why don't you just kick it out of the end zone? Like, literally, kick. I, I enjoyed kickoff returns, but there should never be a kickoff return in any game ever again because the team that's kicking off should just be wanting to kick it out of the end zone Make them go 75 yards if they want a touchdown. And the team that's receiving it should realize that a large majority of the time that somebody brings it out of the end zone, they're not making it back to the 25. Now, they act, I would have to look it up, but the actual like yardage average 
might be past the 25, but that's because anytime you get a touchdown, it skews it heavily. But in right. terms of actual, like, what is the percentage of the times, you know, out of, you know, say 20 returns that they actually made it past the 25, it's less than 50%, meaning you shouldn't be doing it. Scott M on the YouTube page. Jimmy Garoppolo had some great throws, though, too. Back shoulder to juice. As many excellent throws. What game were you watching, Scott? I'm so sick of this <laughs> with this guy. He has one good throw a game, and all of a sudden he's had, when you can name the number of good throws that a quarterback had in a game, that's not a good game. You want your quarterback to have so many good throws that you can't even remember any specific one because they were all so damn good. I, I would just settle for having no really bad throws. Like when he I, has no really bad throws, the Niners win. Like, what the hell? How can people not see this? How can people not see this? They don't want he to. can't play dead in a cowboy movie. It's, it's called denial, Rob. Everybody thought, including us, that we had our franchise quarterback for the next 10-plus years. Some people can't get past that and admit, no, he's not good enough, and we need to move on. Some people are in denial because this team has not had a true franchise quarterback since – I guess you could say Jeff Garcia, even though it didn't last all that long, but certainly Steve Young going back to like this team has gone 20 plus years without a true franchise quarterback that you knew this guy was going to be around for 10 plus years. And he was like, what's the last quarterback that lasted six plus years on the team? I guess Alex Smith, but I mean, yeah. we know that wasn't a franchise quarterback for a majority of the time. Like, I think he might be the only quarterback that's been on this team that long. And it, since Steve Young. And now Scott is, of course, doing what every Jimmy Stan does, calling us a hater. It's not a hater to point out that the quarterback sucks, okay? It's not a hater to point out his bad plays. He had the two interceptions. He had, like, five throws that were high. He threw high and late to Kittle over the middle. He threw high to Elijah Mitchell on a check down that was caught, but he couldn't gain any yards after the catch because he got stopped when he jumped. He had the high throw to Brandon Ayuk that was almost caught, but Ayuk couldn't hold on when he hit the ground. That would have been a third down conversion to kept a drive going when Ayuk was wide open. Like, do people not understand that interceptions are not the only bad throws and there can be bad throws that are just inaccurate even when they're still caught? Like, he go look at, at Patrick Mahomes. Or go look at Justin Herbert or go look at any of the good quarterbacks around the league and watch where they put their throws and then come and try and tell me that Jimmy Garoppolo is good. That Jimmy Garoppolo throws the ball like those guys throw the ball. I'm so tired of this. He sucks. He <laughs> sucks. I, I got a couple things here. One, I'm not a Jimmy hater. I just hate the way he plays most of the time. There's a difference there. Two, I hate him so much that I literally asked you the question in preseason, what would the Niners do or what would you do if Jimmy Garoppolo plays at a, at a Pro Bowl level and ends up winning the Super Bowl? Do you still go to Trey Lance the next year? That's what I thought might be a possibility. I didn't think it was going to happen, but I thought there was at least a possibility there. So I'm not a hater of Jimmy. He's just not good enough. But, you know, if you're going to call us a hater, you know, I guess that, that's fine. Thank you for coming and viewing and giving us a view. I'm so sick of that. You point out the bad plays a person makes and you get called a hater. God, like, it's, it's insane. It's insane that this guy engenders this type of loyalty because he went to the Super Bowl one year. He was along for the Rob, ride. He threw Rob, eight passes in I'm the NFC Championship game. I'm for sure there are Giants fans out there that still defend Daniel Jones. <laughs> like, and he didn't even get them to the Super Bowl. So I'm not surprised. 
there is a small majority or a small minority that still believe in Jimmy Grapple. They just happen to be very vocal because they're butt hurt anytime somebody uh, criticizes Jimmy. Like, I don't think there are that many people out there that actually truly believe Jimmy is a good quarterback. They're just very vocal, the ones that do. I'm I'm sorry I'm letting this guy take over the show, but he, he epitomizes so many of what people say about Jimmy Garoppolo. Scott now says, what did Lance do when Jimmy was hurt? How could people continue to defend Jimmy Garoppolo since he's been the starter for, what, four years now? And he still plays this way, but you've seen six quarters of Trey Lance and you've decided that's what he is already. Six quarters of 21-year-old Trey Lance who's coming off not playing football for a year, basically, coming out of North Dakota State. But you've decided because you've seen six quarters that Trey Lance is not good enough. Yet Jimmy Garoppolo keeps doing the same shit for like six years. And yet you're defending him. Like, how can that be? I, I don't get, I don't get this approach because it doesn't make sense to me. It, it's illogical because Jimmy is not doing well. If Lance doesn't do well in replacement of him, why does that matter? Why would you still stick with the older quarterback who's not the future? If both of them are going to play poorly, and if you think both of them have played poorly, if you're willing to say Trey Lance played poorly. I don't think he played poorly. He just didn't play great. Um, but if you're if you're sitting there saying, well, Trey Lance didn't play any better, so why would you play him? Because he's the young one that has potential and has a much better chance of improving. He's the future. So if you don't think either one of them are going to play well, you still play the young one to see if he can improve. Kyle Tanning on the Niners Nation Facebook page. Is that a vein popping out of your forehead stats? Yes, it probably is because Jimmy Garoppolo is going to give me a stroke. And the defenders of Jimmy Garoppolo are going to give me a stroke. Trey Lance had one start against a team that currently has the best record in the NFL, and the 49ers almost won that game. So, like, and he wasn't even prepared, essentially, Kyle Shanahan said. So, Mm -hmm. forget that. Like, stop trying to act like he's a finished product. It's asinine. It is asinine. Speaking of Jimmy Garoppolo, a couple of post-game comments from him. Oh, I needed to play better. It was a dogfight. We knew that going into the game. At the end of the day, we need to finish that drive. How about I, Jimmy? Say I. I need to get a touchdown on that final drive. That's always been something that has irked me. He never says, I screwed up. I should be better. He never says that. He always says we, no matter what he's doing. Whether it's good or bad, he always says we. Now, there are times when the quarterback needs to say I. And it's when you do something really dumb, like both those interceptions. I'm really, I am going to have a stroke. Uh, B Mills, 1987. Triggered stats is the best stats. It doesn't take much, especially I, I after a loss. Because triggered stats comes when the team loses. So I don't like triggered stats. Wow, that's true. He only, Vic- he only shows up when the game doesn't go well. Victor Perkins on the Facebook page. Dump both Jimmy and Shanahan. I don't understand. Why are we calling for Kyle Shanahan's head after this loss? I've seen some people say that. That that doesn't make any. No one was calling for Kyle Shanahan to be out as the quarterback when they were winning four games in a row. Like, no. And and I was calling for Jimmy to not be the quarterback when they were winning those games. So you can't get on me for that. Uh, Robert Robert Lozano, again, on the YouTube page. 99% of people on here agree with you guys about Jimmy. Those that don't are just in denial. I don't know, man. There's a lot of people that defend him, man. There's a lot of people that still defend him. Uh, 
Andre watching on the Niners Nation YouTube page. There's nothing Jimmy does that Lance cannot do right now. Exactly. And you yeah, get Lance can overthrow. <laughs> you get all the risk, none of the reward of big plays with Jimmy Garoppolo. Lunkers365, who had the comment of the day earlier. Thanks again for the super chat. Is it just me or does it seem Kyle will give up and run three times and punt with Jimmy over going to Trey Lance? Yep. It, I mean, the reluctance at this point is that it's frustrating for sure. Um, and I know that Kyle, we, and you and I talked about on the gold standard podcast on Thursday, Kyle said that switching between the two quarterbacks messes him up because it just throws off his feel of what the defense is going to do. Um, but I want to see, just go to Lance. Kyle essentially said earlier this year that he was going to go to Lance after the start against Arizona, but Lance got hurt. Remember he had the knee issue, so he couldn't, but I think that if he didn't get hurt coming out of that game, there would be a chance that Lance was going to be the full-time starter. Yeah. I mean, I, I have no faith. I'll believe it when I see it, basically, when Lance becomes a starter. Because Kyle, this year, his demeanor has been, he he's going to start Trey Lance only if he has to. And it's really convenient for him to say, well, I would have kept starting Trey Lance if he didn't get hurt. That's a really good way of being able to hedge your bet. True. Well, he would have played if he didn't get hurt. I, I I don't fully believe that he would have stuck with Trey Lance. Put it that way. I, I think that's some uh, smoke that he's blowing there. Well, could be. I'm not saying he but... definitely wouldn't have. I think he was undecided. I think it would have been one of those situations where he was going to base it upon what he saw in practice. If he saw Jimmy wasn't was still the same Jimmy, or he saw Trey Lance had made improvements after the game, learned from his mistakes, he would have gone to Trey Lance. I don't think he was decided. And that's backed up by what he always talks about. He always says he's got a film review and see how practice goes and things like that. Like, I don't think he had decided I'm definitely sticking with Trey Lance. So the 49ers I mean, he came, lose... came away from that game. If I remember in the post-game press conference, he talked about how Trey Lance didn't play all that well. Yeah, well, that's sort of his deal. He likes to do that with young players, especially. Remember the... Ayuk's yeah, career game really well. last yeah. year, he said that he regressed after his career best game his rookie year. So the 49ers lose 30 to 23. They lose a game where the Seahawks averaged 4.4 yards per pass. And the 49ers lost this game. So that tells you all you need to know. Three of 10 on third down, three turnovers, once again, fumbled kickoff to start the third half, multiple crap punts, a missed PAT, same old, same old. We know how the 49ers lose. And so now the 49ers are six and six on the year. They are now the seventh seed in the NFC because Washington wins the tiebreaker based on best conference record. So yay, that happened. Thank God the Vikings lost to the Lions today. Um, so technically the Niners are still in the playoffs, which is great, but it's getting dicier, Levin. You know that Washington team? They've lost Ch uh, Chase Young. They lost their quarterback. And yet here they are above the 49ers in standings. I think that pretty much sums up a lot that a team that most people didn't think was all that good anyways. Like they thought they had a chance to playoffs, but I don't think anybody was sitting here putting them among the favorites like the 49ers were by a lot of people. And they've lost their best player on defense. They lost their quarterback. Uh, I think Gibson has missed some games. They're running back. Yep. Uh, McLaurin has been playing injured pretty much all year, and yet here they are above the 49ers in the standings. 
And so now San Francisco goes to Cincinnati next week, 425. It got not, flexed. It's not the old Cincinnati. Not the Cincinnati, Cincinnati has used to. great wide receivers, and Joe Burrow knows how to get it to him. I think that's going to be really dicey, especially if Mosley can't come mm-hmm. back. We don't know the status of his ankle issue. So you got I did, that. I did see Burrow. He injured his pinky. Yes, it was dislocated, game, it looked like. And then, and then he came back in. Hopefully, maybe that causes some accuracy issues for him next week. <laughs> I, all I'm saying is it's getting dicier for the 49ers, and I have no faith in Jimmy Garoppolo to pull a game out of the fire. None whatsoever. And it doesn't seem like Kyle's going to make the switch, so just buckle up for this ride the rest of the way. So if you think I, this is the last of me, like, you know, losing my mind, think again, because it's going to happen again. Trent Williams after the game, our defense is phenomenal. We have to meet them on their level. I, I told you that this whole season has reminded me of the Mike Singletary 49ers in that it has a really good defense that people that don't watch the game in and game out don't see because all they see is the points given up. They don't see that the offense and the rest of the team puts them in terrible situations over and over and over again. And what happened with that defense once they got a head coach that knew what he was doing, which I'm not saying the head coaching part of this is the same, but the moment the offense became halfway decent, that defense became arguably the best in the league for multiple years in a row. I I feel like that's kind of where we're at. I don't think the defense is to that level, obviously, but I think this is a really good defense that has been abandoned by the rest of the team. I'd like to end this on somewhat of a positive note. So let's give out some game balls. Who impressed you the most? We mentioned George Kittle. I want to give a shout out to Aziz Alshire, which someone tell Kevin Harlan and Tiki Barber, it's Alshire and not Alshire. Could we learn the players' friggin' names, please? It's like your only job. Uh, He was everywhere, Levitt. He was flying around. Bosa, after the game, gave him some love, saying that he got the calls out quick. That's no small task to have to get everybody organized in Seattle. No Fred Warner. Shout out to Aziz. He played well today. Yeah, we we talked about that in the Gold Standard podcast uh, last week, that that was a very, very big deal because when Fred Warner took over, you know, the green dot defensive play calling duties from Ruben Foster, he flat said that he struggled with it because he didn't didn't have the luxury pre-snap anymore to study like he used to, to be able to read things like he used to. And it made it harder for him because his mind was all about getting the play call right and making sure other people were where they needed to be. And then, oh, crap, there's a snap. I don't know what I'm doing. And I think, yeah, you're right. He played very well. And I didn't see a single instance where the defense was confused or didn't get the right play call or had issues getting the play call in and had to call a timeout. That's a lot of times what you see when the defensive – player relaying the play calls to the rest of the players changes a lot of times you see a lot of miscommunication issues dj jones i see that on the screen it's a very good one he had a great game yeah eric gutierrez on the niners nation facebook page dj jones seven solo tackles in this game as a defensive lineman and he had a forced fumble he was a monster and he has been for a few weeks now he deserves Mm -hmm. a lot of credit yeah hopefully he can stay healthy because i think he's a really good player that is just constantly had injuries prop up for him. What is the Taurus Sanders on the Facebook what? page? We didn't miss Warner. He can go. What are you talking about? Because Aziz had a good game, so now we don't need Fred Warner. Like, what? Why do people like that? Don't do that. Come on now. Well, that takes a cake for the worst comment. Yeah, that's true. That is the worst <laughs> comment of the day. 
Come on, man. DJ Jones props. Um, somebody is suggesting Arden Key, Alexander Henriquez, or Arden Key. No, he mm-hmm. had a terrible, terrible penalty that yeah. really helped the Seahawks in this game. I'm not giving him a shout out at the end of the show. I'm just not going to. I mean, Arden Key has been an asset. You can say that. He's been an asset to this team, uh, which, you know, he, he was cast aside by the Raiders and he's turned into a pretty decent player for us. But that doesn't mean he gets a game ball because he had a sack. I think he had a sack, if I remember correctly. A lot of people are suggesting uh, Everett for the Seahawks, considering he was responsible for three turnovers. Gerald Everett had a hideously bad day. Hideously bad, but he's not on the Niner. But uh, yeah, those are the two people. Kittle, DJ Jones, as we said, and Aziz, to me, are the most positive. Bosa's up there too. Bosa had really yes, good games. You know what? He's so consistent. I forgot about him. He was a monster today. He he Chris, did what you expect of him, but that still means that he he had one of the best games on the team. Chris Maldonado, game balls, eleven for being the truth. Rob for going off in the faithful because this season is nuts. Chris is a big fan of. I appreciate the love, Chris. He brings it every show. Yeah, it's uh, kind of still awkward for me to have fans. You know what I mean. I mean, but it, it's awesome. I think they're really like, here for me, but you, they tolerate you. Yeah, that fat voice is just so yeah. silky smooth. For people that don't know, one of the reviewers on the on the Apple podcast said I have a fat voice. They said they thought I was fat, and then they saw me on one of these instant reacts, and they were like, "Hey, you're skinny. I, that looks weird." So if only your name wasn't Rob, we'd be rich. And then Rob let us down again today, Robbie Gold. Uh, you tried to give a warning on the show on Thursday about Rob's. And man, I'm so done with him, man. I am so done with Robbie Gold. I don't care what the cap hit is for cutting him. He can't be on the team next year. He cannot be on the team. He stinks. And his leg is so weak that he can't do kickoffs, which is part of the reason Wishnowski has to do him, which is part of the reason teams are always returning the ball against us because Wishnowski can't kick it out of the end zone either. Remember when I said I, 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 I don't know what to do. Positive note. <laughs> I just I just don't know what to do with, with the kicking because yes, gold is not good. The problem is is good kickers aren't normally sitting out there in free agency. And drafting care, drafting Draft one, one is a bigger risk than anything else. The good kickers gotta so, come from somewhere, man. The draft is always a risk. Yeah, they That's fall your into scouts... your laps and then you keep them for however long you possibly can. That's what your scouts are for, man. Like to this whole like, well, it's dangerous if you draft somebody. That's why you have a scouting department. That is true. Like, I think it was Greg Zerloin came from middle of nowhere. Uh, I, don't, I don't think it was even division one. And it's because I think it was the Rams that, that did that. They literally said they sent one scout. They signed one <laughs> scout. Don't care what level he's at. Go find the best kicker in the country. And then they drafted him late, late in the draft. And he was really, really good. But those first couple of years, like he, he's mediocre now, but those first couple of years, he was hitting like 60-plus-yard field goals like it was nothing. So I think that's going to do it today for the Instant Reaction Show. I want to remind everybody, I didn't mention it at the top because I was in a rage, please rate, review, and follow the Niners Nation podcast feed. Follow the Niners Nation YouTube channel. Subscribe. Uh, we appreciate all the love, all the super chats. Thank you very much. Uh, if you are already subscribed, that is awesome. If you could just take it. 30 seconds and leave us a review it really really does help that's the best way you can show us that you like our show it really helps people that aren't subscribed discover us which of course that's obviously something we want to do so please take 30 seconds leave a review if you missed any part of this 
tonight. The good news is it's going to be a podcast for you. I'm going to make it into a podcast immediately after we end the show. So you can download the whole thing, watch it tomorrow, or you can watch or listen tomorrow, or you could watch the, the broadcast on YouTube. It's going to be up forever. Uh, one more super chat before we go. Kaleo says, going to have to put this loss behind us 11 and six, baby. Like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I like the positivity, but boy, that's, that's, that's not really us. We're, we're pretty like realistic when it comes to, there are certain people that, yes, they're always going to be positive like that. And, you know, I, I don't, I don't dislike people like that. It's just not in me. It's really not. Yeah. So enjoy the rest of your Sunday, everybody. We'll have the Oh Hey There podcast for you on Tuesday. Shanna Plan, obviously. Gold Standard on Thursday and the Gold Diggers podcast on Friday. Enjoy your night. We'll talk to you next week.